Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's wrestling. There's a pay-per-view coming up. The Getting Over Boys have got you covered. Don't you need? To, you do not need to worry about that. They have you covered. Talk about what happened in the predictions last week, but don't focus on that. It's not important. Uh, and then we predict hell in a cell. That's right. Hell in a cell. Predictions. They're coming your way. Getting over crew's got you covered. And uh, yeah, if you're checking us out on YouTube, you're one of our lovely YouTube subscribers. Um, if you're not checking us out on YouTube, jump over there, have a little look. And if you could click the subscribe button, be a big help to the channel, to us, and ultimately to, to you, because we pay it back. So here we go. This is CookieCast. Getting over. Hello, hello. Welcome along, everyone. It is time for getting over number 24, if you're keeping score. Uh, as always, we're all here. Uh, Mr. Matthew Moore, He's Mr. Everyone. Paul Williams, and Cookie Cast Gaffer in Extraordinaire, Mr. Andy Cook. Surely for, surely for this podcast, he'd be the general manager, wouldn't he? No, but he's he, like you can actually if you're watching on YouTube, um, you can actually see his face. He's not just a laptop. So, good point. Good point. <laughs> so yeah, if you are watching on YouTube, don't forget to press subscribe while you're there because uh, we, we we like a bit of that. Um, so yeah, it's it's that time. It's it's pay per view weekend this weekend, and uh, um, shameless self promotion in a weird kind of way. They've uh, nicely dropped a pay per view on my actual birthday, so quite quite pleased about that one. Um, not that it'll mean that I'll be any better at predictions as we, we should be. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you that uh, follow the predictions title, you will know that Paul absolutely shithoused his way to a countdown victory last time out. And uh, this time, could he actually put a win together? Will it be a decisive victory or uh, will, he, will he weasel it again? Um, <laughs> and. Maybe maybe the title changes hands after the predictions from the event where all the titles were defended. So uh, we did talk about Clash of Champions last time. Made our predictions. Um, well, it kind of went a bit weird, thanks to the ge- the general way of the world that is. A couple of the matches got called off because um, they were they were what was it they were deemed med- like medically ineligible or something. Um, I didn't mention that. that the one where there's like a rumour of Sheena Baszler being pregnant? <laughs> Did you hear that somewhere? somewhere? That was hilarious. I was like, hmm, no, probably not, that one. <laughs> Honestly, like, just just tell, every, everybody realises that there's a pandemic going on. If, if COVID's kind of had its finger in that pie a little bit, then that was probably a bad choice of phrase after Matt's yeah, example. Yeah, I mean... Um, but yeah, like just 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 to tell everybody, it's not a secret. It's happening, isn't it? So a couple of the matches um, got called off. Apparently, there was a possible breakout amongst some NXT people, and everybody that was either rooming with or married to an NXT superstar was immediately pulled from the card in uh, 
the SmackDown Women's Title match, Bailey and Nikki Cross was cancelled. Obviously, Nikki Cross being married to Killian Dane of NXT, and then the uh, Women's Tag Team Title match that Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax versus the Riot Squad was cancelled. So that immediately, immediately narrowed down the chances of, uh, of extra points, and we had picked different people, especially in the women's title match as well. So we'll kind of uh, ruin that a little bit. I'm just going to pick Shayna pregnant. Uh, if, you'd have, if, you, if you'd have picked that, I think we'd have just been handing you the title at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> um, so, what ended up being a possible seven, Andy decided to take my place in last this week. So, uh, that's, uh, it, was, it was a nice little, little bump up the rankings, but only by one <laughs> for me. This is a disgrace. But, with six out of a possible seven in the end, he did actually score a decisive victory. So, Mr. Paul Williams, still your reigning, defending, uh, cookie cast, getting over, pay-per-view predictions champion. There it is. Oh, but you see, Andy's already stolen the goal. <laughs> oh, man. Right, so yeah, so, Paul, Paul, that, that's it now. Twice in a row. So, if you win it the third time, you get to keep it, right? It's what I'm told. <laughs> oh, man. The actual national law will decide otherwise. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anybody remember Clash of Champions at this point? Anybody got any highlights they wanted to discuss? Because there were certainly a few on there. My particular highlight, as we, we all predicted before it started, was the ladder match for the Intercontinental title. Um, obviously it is casting your minds back a few weeks now but a few bits in that for one Jeff Hardy setting up a ladder no no, sorry AJ Styles setting up a ladder Jeff Hardy goes up the top jumps towards AJ whilst the ladder is in like a V shape with a point in the mat and essentially Venus flytraps himself with the ladder <laughs> see I've seen a lot of stuff in wrestling and a lot of stuff has made me think oh my god but when that actually happened I'm, I'm pretty sure a very strange noise came out of my throat because that was that was looked rough. How, how on earth he didn't end up with some form of like broken or bruised ribs? I have no idea. I thought it was more likely that the little stanchion support thing would maybe like cut him across his middle because it was ah <laughs> oh, weird. It was very very inventive. Not seen that before, so I was uh, it was quite cool. But then um, I quite like the story of the match as well because Sami Zayn managed to sort of avoid most of the heavy hitting by hook or by crook and then uh, cracked out a couple of pairs of handcuffs to help him uh, along his way to victory one of which ended up through the hole in Jeff Hardy's ear so that was um, yeah that was, uh, was he'd uh, obviously been watching the, the uh, Big Dave Triple H match from WrestleMania 35 and thought I don't know what we can do <laughs> yeah it was, uh, <laughs> did, did enjoy that though um so yeah, anything else from that, or do we want to move on to what else, what's gone on since? I, 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 I like that. I like the Sami Zayn kind of character kind of thing because I, I I was worried that he was just going to be like, oh, you've been away, that's you done, you know, we'll carry on with like a Hardy AJ Styles kind of thing, but the fact that he's come back and is like even more kind of weaselly and conniving. Than before, it's just great. Yeah, it's good that they're using him. But it was one of them ones where you thought, 
you know, the usual kind of market, oh, he's going to go to AEW, oh, so much better AEW, kind of thing. And I don't actually he's doing good work at WWE for, and seems to be left to do his own thing, which seems to be quite good. So, And it's not, not only that they've put the title on him, or again, if you like, he regained it at Clash of Champions, but they've actually used him on weekly television. Like, you know, they are kind of running with him and let him, like you say letting him do his thing so it's I, I did wonder what would happen with the draft is um, he still bringing both belts around as well no no he put he put Jeff Hardy like Jeff Hardy's in the actual just to put it in the bin <laughs> it's a bit of a throw, throwback to uh, Alundra Blaze days he just put it in the bin which obviously made me very sad because he could have just sent it to me if he really wanted to <laughs> I'd have quite happily put it with the collection but yeah, so we, we briefly mentioned the draft there. Um, this year's draft has just happened. Strange positioning, because it's, again, the week before a pay-per-view where it was finalised, um, which means that there's not a lot of time, really, to kind of get any new rivalries going. and um, like it, It's a bit of a difficult one, because they've swapped quite a few people around, which we'll get to. But they're booked in three matches before the draft happened and usually there's some kind of shenanigans where like people get added or anything like that but this year it felt a bit predictable that actually they, they, they couldn't change anybody around and like the matches that they'd announced was the, the WWE title match the Universal title match and the Smackdown Women's Championship match none of the people from those respective brands changed, so those matches remained kind of in place as expected with no, like, connotation of, oh, somebody might win and take the title to the other show. They just kind of left it as it was. So they used that card on SmackDown this past week because they had... Now, follow this along. One of the biggest one of the biggest acquisitions in, in the draft, arguably, for Raw literally and figuratively, was Braun Strowman from SmackDown. So, they have the draft on SmackDown to say that he's been drafted to Raw. For him then to wrestle Keith Lee on Raw. For him then to wrestle Roman Reigns for the Universal title again on SmackDown. So he was on SmackDown to draft to Raw, to wrestle on Raw, to then wrestle on but the draft happened and they were supposed to be made brand exclusive what like it's almost like they just like they normally wait to give us the good grace of giving it at least a fortnight before they think ah, the viewers will forget about that they didn't even last a week this time they just let it go but then uh, Roman Reigns retained no shocker there keeping the universal title on Smackdown so I guess it's, it's just a footnote now and it'll kind of be forgotten about but it was very, very strange. Um, with Braun going to Raw, you'd think SmackDown would get some decent names going the other way, right? None other, probably the biggest name, than Mr. Mr. Seth Rollins. So the Monday Night Messiah is no longer. Thoughts on that one? I was, it was one of the ones where you think, all right, that's a really good idea. It's a bit stale on Raw now and the Monday Night Messiah thing's kind of thing and maybe they could just leave like the Mysterio family thing alone. No, no, they've gone with him. So they're just going to do the same thing on SmackDown. So you're like, 
I just say, yeah, yeah, we just moved Raw to SmackDown then, kind of thing, and that'll just carry on over there. So I was kind of like, I was excited. You were excited when it happened because you think, all right, yeah, fair enough, you can go and feud with. Probably, like, try to recreate some of the kind of NXT stuff that he did with some of the kind of wrestlers that are on SmackDown that are a bit more kind of high flyery kind of stuff. And then they just kind of regurgitate the same crap that they've been doing on Raw for six months. I get I get the impression with this that because yeah because Dominic and Rey Mysterio were moved over as a tag team as well, um, but I get the impression with it that like they wanted to see out the story, but they also wanted Rollins on SmackDown for like for name value. So I think it was I, I feel like it was like a, a casualty of that if you like. But they have developed the story a little bit more this week in the sense of um, the teasing a possible. Uh, Murphy turn, so it might be it might end up being um, Dominic and Murphy as a tag team, which styles wise would probably work pretty well. But they've also teased a Seth Rollins Daniel Bryan feud. Yes, please, that yeah. will do nicely. If that if that is the, the the best thing that we get out of the draft, I will be be very very happy. Um, but from very very happy, swiftly turned with a draft to very very sad for. For, particularly for one member of the uh, Getting Over podcast. How are you coping, Andy? Like, hope you're, you're sour. <sighs> Man. What can we say? It, it's no longer a new day. Well. Because the new day were fired out of a cannon into the sun. Yay! <laughs> Is that what Royals well, referred to now as? The sun? <laughs> Well, perhaps the saddest and, and most disturbing move of the draft, especially for Andy, the New Day is no longer a three-man team. Uh, Big E got kept on SmackDown, and um, Kofi and Xavier Woods have been moved to Monday Night Raw. They've also immediately taken up the mantle of Raw Tag Team Champions, because the SmackDown Tag Team Champions got moved to Raw, and the Raw Tag Team Champions got moved to SmackDown. Again, another strange manoeuvre. Um, I wonder if they just did it for the... F- it's the first time ever that anybody's ever swapped belts. <laughs> not not too sure about that one. But, um, yeah, don't I think... For, don't, for starters, think they won't try and work that in somewhere in like, one of the broadcasts either. <laughs> well, it's already happened, because on uh, this, this week's um, Raw, and this... Yeah, I can't do 30 seconds on it, but this because it's just over and done, but this this is absolutely a grumble from me. One of the lines in commentary, there was, um, was it AJ Styles versus uh, Matt Riddle, I believe. For the first time ever on this brand. <laughs> oh, so it's my God. not the first time. And then... Um, I can't remember if it was before or after in the running. They had um, Kofi and um, Woods against Sheamus. Oh no, it was Co- sorry, it was Kofi um, just on his own with Woods on the outside against Sheamus. For the first time ever on this brand in nine years. What? It was like it was like. Yeah, I mean, I know that some of the NFL guys have had like time off with like COVID games being postponed, but they were like, "Hey, stats boys, can we borrow you for a sec?" We need some tenuous ones. 
but yeah, I was not a fan of that at all this past week. But um, but yeah, there have been a couple of people seemingly left out of the draft. They, they made a real big deal this time about having like a proper like a pool that could be drafted on the first night of the draft and a pool that could be drafted on the second. And Andrade and Mickey James were both in those pools, but not drafted. Um, there were other people that they've listed as undrafted, such as Becky Lynch. You'd expect that because she's off having a little one. Um, Ronda Rousey, again, missing in action, but still was listed. The Undertaker. Who knows what's going to happen with that? Um, but obviously the biggest name on the list went undrafted. Probably um, Bo Dallas, yeah? Anyway. <laughs> I'm a little grumpy about the draft. I don't know if that's coming across at all. <laughs> um, it's just it's just pointless. Like Helen came in that yesterday, and I think we were watching. I can't think what me and Seb were watching. What either Raw or SmackDown or something. She went, "What are they having fucking draft for?" And I was like, "Exactly, exactly." You know, in 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 the space that someone who doesn't watch it has no understanding of it whatsoever. Walks through the door, doesn't say hello, doesn't say, oh, how's your day been? Having a draft? What are they a fucking draft for? Exactly. Exactly. Every every wrestling fan in the world's thought is summed up by a 39-year-old woman in Newcastle who never watches wrestling. <laughs> exactly. Spot on. Thank you. <laughs> Matt, they'll, they'll just they'll just tell you that they're they're you know sending the same message across all demographics and then the message is quite clearly getting through. <laughs> yeah, no one wants a fucking draft. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think the thing with the draft is that it only works if they then stick to the exclusivity thing because yeah. then it after that the next time it happens, people are then genuinely interested to see what fresh matchups they're going to get. Whereas now, like, you know that, like, Braun Strowman and, and, and Roman Reigns are on different shows, but they're probably going to be fighting again in a few weeks' time at Survivor Series for, for whatever reason. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, uh, I know that ch- chances are that won't happen, but I suppose WWE. But they always managed to find a way of fucking it up because, what was it, last time they had the wild card and then... Instead of it, it was like, oh, we've got one one wild card per show. Then it was like, well, we've got a wild card for the men and a wild card for the women. Oh, all right, then. And then a wild card for the tag team as well. And you're like, all right, then. then we've got one for Uncle Tom Cobbley as well. Kind of thing. Just, we've just got a box full of wild cards. Yeah. <laughs> do you want them? Yeah. And it's just like, just, you've got it. If, if you're going to do it, you've kind of got to go. And I suppose, I don't know whether it's TV, like the broadcasting partners. Um, or look at me again, all corporate and all that, um, dictating that you know they don't they don't want this kind of like that's on that shirt that channel and that's on this channel kind of thing. Perhaps they don't want that. They want the kind of opportunity to advertise different people or have the flexibility of oh this person's really over it and that means they're going to turn on to our channel or I, I just or it but then just don't do it. Just don't do it. Just say any wrestler can be on any 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 show at any time. And you might as well just do that for all the shows, and then that would make it way more exciting, you know. And I think there's that element of like 
you know, I think that's what keeps NXT relatively fresh is that it's not always the same people on every week because we've got so many, so many people in the brand that you might go a week or two where you don't see somebody and then they'll come back and all oh, right, yeah, really good. It's good to see them. Whereas, you know, perhaps if, if they had that across Raw and SmackDown, it'd be kind of thing. I know that, I know what happens is that they get stuck in the fact that Roman Reigns does every Raw and SmackDown and Seth Rollins do every Raw and SmackDown because they'll just condense it into the smaller amount. But it just seems, it's just a pointless thing. And it's not even like Stephanie walks out and it's just, there's not, I don't know, there's not enough of a, yeah, if you're going to make it a big deal and stick to it, then make it a big occasion. Otherwise, just don't bother. Just post it up on the on the network at some point. You know, draw it out of a hat like the FA Cup. You know, uh, it's just, it seems like a, it's a futile exercise because, like you said, within a week, they've gone, yeah, well, you know, all the stuff that we wasted the past week or so doing, ah, fuck that, mate, it's done now. We'll just kind of start mixing it up again. It wasn't. It wasn't just the fact that they'd done it that annoyed me. It was their justification of the commentary team then having to go. Oh, they're just having one more go before they actually leave. I'm like, oh, shit, we forgot that we booked this match. So um, that's the thing. That's the thing. They hadn't. There was no episode. <laughs> right. It was just like. <laughs> it, was, it was almost like they turned up for work on the Friday because they forgot they'd been moved to a Monday and thought, ah, we'll have our money's worth here. They just like. Just not, oh, man. Yeah, it was it was a, a little bit of a of a sore point for me. Like I know that obviously, like you know, I, I'm I'm an old man these days and kayfabe and all the rest of it. But at least try and stick by it. The like the people surely that come from the business will be the first to complain that like the fans are too dismissive. Like like we just have been for the last however long. But surely it's on them and on the company to try and keep it alive a little bit. I mean. Especially, like, even if just for the kids, do you know what I mean? Like, my, 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 my lads are five. They're, they're, if, if you said that one's supposed to be on the blue show and that one's supposed to be on the red show, they'd be like, why's that happening? And they're five. <laughs> anyway. Um, anybody got anything else from the last few weeks from Raw and Smackdown? Or shall I, uh, shall I move on? Take that. And move on then. So, uh, as Mr. Moore briefly touched on NXT, um, we'll just drop them a little mention as well because um, coming to you next week is it's not as a pay per view as such because we've we've just been through Takeover, but they are having they are resurrecting Halloween Havoc, and so the old WCW licensing comes to their weekly show. So they're they're making a bit of a big deal of it, and they're um, got a few uh, title matches and stuff, but um, the North American title has been defended by Damian Priest against Johnny Gagano, and his wife Candice LeRae is challenging for the NXT Women's title against Io Shirai. Although, because it's the Halloween Havoc gimmick, they're having a um, spin the wheel, make a deal. So, do you, and if you're if you're old enough to remember Raw Roulette back in the day, when the whenever they used to tour through Vegas, they are, they are having a big spinny wheel to determine what the stipulations are for those matches. So, it should should make it a little more exciting. Um, and obviously we should probably should mention well we didn't mention the NXT title there because it's not being defended because at TakeOver just gone Finn Balor took a hell of a shot to the mouth anybody seen this? 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. See the X-rays. Have you had a chance to watch the match? I saw bits of it, but standard standard fare for me, fell asleep watching it. <laughs> so, Kyle O'Reilly versus uh, Finn Balor. I, I enjoyed it as a match. I thought it was... For NXT and, and WWE particularly, it was a solid, hard-hitting match. Became apparent afterwards just actually how hard-hitting that was when Finn Balor has had his jaw fractured in two places um, and has had to have it wired. So they're not taking the title off him just yet. They are going to see how it heals. But, I mean, anybody ever had a broken jaw? I can't imagine that that's going to be a fun one to come back from. No, I mean, what, they said, they've said six weeks, haven't they, realistically? Yeah. yeah. Um, automatically, that, surely that automatically means they have to take the title off him because where they're going to invoke the 30-day automatic, he has to defend the title clause bollocks that they usually come out with. But that's only for the people they don't like, like Sammy Zayn. <laughs> Finn, Finn Balor, despite the fact not being the, the Demon King version of that, of... Uh, himself for the last however many months probably still is one of the top merch sellers they've got so I think that'll buy him a little more than the 30 days the cynics in. I mean there's that element of it being a bit of a pass the parcel as well because obviously it's gone like um, Adam Cole Keith Lee Karrion Cross, <laughs> and then him as like him obviously after Karrion Cross got injured it then being Pasto like you know um Ballot picking it up there, so it's kind of four champions in the space of what? It seems like two months. Mm. It won't Probably be that long. It'll be like it'll be something like six weeks, will it? Historically, as well, the the people who hold on to that title, with the exception of Adam Cole, probably I don't know if there's some there's some sort of voodoo nonsense around it because what Champa was he was NXT champ when he got his neck done, wasn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah to give him. Uh, if you're superstitious, you may be you maybe be settling for the North American title around about now. Um, so yeah, so we shall move on. So as we mentioned, this weekend coming up. Oh, hang on. We won't Just whilst we're on titles, can uh, could I could I possibly have thirty seconds? Full, a full 30 seconds this means ladies and gentlemen Mr Paul Williams is gearing himself up to deliver the goods on a ready to grumble give that man his time go so this is a new one but it, it's it's come to my attention that the the women's titles on Raw and Smackdown are white leather with a red and blue background. The Universal title is blue leather. The WWE title is black leather. Why? Why is it not black leather with a red back for Raw and a blue back for SmackDown? Well... I suppose it did used to be red, didn't it? The Universal when it was on Raw. Yeah, yeah, but, the, then, yeah but the WWE title was just black, and it it, it wasn't. So the, the WWE title doesn't get changed no matter which brand it's on, whereas the Universal title does. 
But anyway, yeah, he's back. And uh, he hasn't forgotten the reason why he was off TV for a while. Um, I suppose, aside from the initial incident, it would probably be quite difficult to forget being hit by a car. Um, <laughs> or quite easy, depending the, how hard you were hit. <laughs> whilst the, um, the true identity of the driver has never been fully revealed, it was always blamed on Jeff Hardy by Elias because it was part of this ongoing Sheamus Jeff Hardy story at the time. Um, so I guess as well that does possibly open a door to the Irishman getting involved at some point within the match this coming Sunday. Elias is obviously looking to settle the score. Hardy's fighting to clear his name. It's not a sell match. It's, it's not been announced as any kind of stipulation. Just a straight up wrestling match. Where do we think this one is going? Matt, do you want to kick us off this one? Um, I, I, I presume it's good. I, I'm going to go with Elias. Um, okay. Obviously, kind of coming back, kind of a score to settle of some kind. But um, but yeah, there probably should be some kind of shenanigans kind of thing. If if uh, what's his face, James gets involved or something like that. But mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Elias. Okay, Andy. I'm going to use a prediction that I I think I can actually say it. For the first time ever, I might be able to use a prediction. I'm going to use a Paul Williams classic. She's not even in this match! DQ. There's, oh, uh, there's right, going to okay. be no result. And Matt is absolutely on the money with this one. Shanna Hannigan's all over the place. I've got you down as a no result. Paul? They might even drop a car on the ring. Who knows? <laughs> you heard it here first. Remember, first time ever. Re- that is true. Be like, I remember this. <laughs> uh, I'm the same as Matt on this one. I, if, he's, if he's just come back, it doesn't really make an awful lot of sense to give him a, give him a loss straight out of the gates. And like that. So, yeah, step me down for a Elias victory, please. Okay. That's Andy playing for a point then on this one because I've also picked up Elias. Um, because, I don't know, I think they could have given it to Hardy. But I think because they've made this fuss about this album and actually been able to... I don't know, I think they'll want the promotion out of it. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm also going for Elias as well. Maybe they've led us all down the wrong path. We'll find out on Sunday. So, uh, one that I did want to talk about is the SmackDown Women's title match. This is currently slated, and we'll get to the reasons why I've said that in a second, as a Hell in a Cell match. Uh, so the once best friends are now on opposite sides of the battle as Sasha Banks is looking to end Bailey's historic title run. By Sunday, Bailey will have held the title for over 370 days. Um, after the bit of a heel turn from Bailey, Sasha did get a little bit of payback at the second attempt with a steel chair attack of her own. But Bailey still hasn't officially signed the contract for the match. Um, it's already been advertised for um, the SmackDown in between recording and, and when Helena Sol goes out that she's going to get Bailey to sign that contract by by one way or another. But they've already got, which we'll get to obviously in a sec. They've already got another two Helena Sol matches on the card, so. I am in absolute no doubt that 
the the um, the title match will happen. But I just get the feeling that they're going to switch the stipulation um, because of this contract thing, and because do we really need three Hell in a Cell matches in one night? Well, yeah. we used to only get one every year, really. Um, so I haven't actually written this down, but just off the off the cuff, we could predict a winner. And just because there are so few other predictions this time, we could also then say yes if it'll be a Hell in a Cell. Or no, if you think it'll change. Um, they have made a real big fuss about Bailey and the amount of days. Again, that's been going on for the last couple of weeks. Um, every time she's hitting an entrance ramp, the word historic is is shortly mentioned thereafter. I'm picking Sasha purely for that reason. Um, so that that is me down for a Sasha Banks win, and I don't think it'll be a Hell in a Cell. So I am going no cell. A bit like a Ridge Holland match, that, isn't it, Matt? No cell. <laughs> Do you want to take the next one, Matt? Yeah, I'm same as you, Sasha Banks. Not a Hell in a Cell. Uh, loser leaves SmackDown. Um. Stipulation to you know, further fuck over the draft. <laughs> it's when they listen to this podcast and they'll be like, Helen was right all along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andy? Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. So you going Sasha? Uh, no sell. But if there was three Helen and Sell matches, would that be uh, first time ever? Because. I might sway my decision. He's on. He's onto something there. It will. Be, I don't think there's ever been three in one night before. <sighs> Actually, yeah. Go on. Put me down for uh, first time ever. Okay, for the three P. <laughs> okay. So as beating the game there, show show my ball. Oh god damn it! As um, as as with the uh, football podcast, can't see the first of the tees again. Bit of cross promotion. Go and listen to that one too. Paul, seeing, seeing as it's your essentially home game last, because how much you love uh, Bailey, that's why we'll let you pick this one last. So <laughs> I'm assuming the words are about to be issued. Mm-hmm. No, because every time I say that, it always bites me in the ass. <laughs> and this is the like, this is the one occasion where I I, uh, like, I don't see how they can't take it off her, just because of the way that the storyline has been built. Like, you, you, you can't like have a almost kill somebody, like you know, break her neck, whatever it was that she did to her, or then just have her come back and then just go. Now nah, we just thought we'd keep it on her for another 150 days, if that's alright. I also think that the way it's been set up, there's enough bad blood there for them to warrant it being held in hell in a cell. So I'll go with it. It will be in, inside the cell. Okay. And Sasha will take the belt. Okie dokie. That is, that is in the book. Um, so we have also got speaking of bad blood bit of, bit of family based bad blood 
again in a universal title match. It is going to be inside Hell in a Cell. But, Andy, just for you, for the first time ever, it's an I Quit match inside Hell in a Cell. By the time we've seen three, we might also be saying the same words. Uh, in in recent weeks, since Clash of Champions, Roman Reigns has made it apparent that he wants to now be known as the Tribal Chief, and he will stop at absolutely nothing to demand this. Including smashing his own family with a chair. So, and inside Hell in a Cell, and then raising the stakes by making it this high quit match. They keep saying the stakes have been raised. I'm not really sure what's going to happen when... You know, the, the words are issued. I don't know if there's going to be some sort of connotations of having to, like, be disbanded from the family or the, or even conversely join up as a team or the, whatever. They've not really kind of elaborated on that. They just keep saying it's the highest stakes match. That's okay. Fine. Um, is anybody going to really pick Jey Uso at all? No. No. <laughs> no. No. Me neither. Maybe we should put a time on this just for some points. That's all I'm <laughs> trying to think of it so we don't all end up with the same uh, the same score. Um, do you want to go with that? How long does it take to, for him to quit? How, yeah, so so you could we'll we do it in banding. So if you think it's going to be less than 10 minutes between 10 and 20 minutes or then over 20 minutes maybe what do you think hmm. or 10 to or, be, or less than 15 15 to 30 or over 30 might be more apt for a hell in a cell maybe I would go I, would, I was I was going to ask for can we add over 30 into that <laughs> so because I think yeah. they'll try it make it go kind of quite a while for a quick match and the stakes Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got you down then for over 30 minutes. I am going to go for between 15 and 30. Um, I don't know. They didn't quite get the exact squash match last time, so I'm, I don't know if there's ever really been much of a Hell in a Cell squash match, probably, because there's been a few over time, but if, if it's not coming to my mind now, chances are they might pull that card to the front of the deck again this time so I'm, I'm going to go 15 to 30 Paul um, so my internet connection was a bit sketchy then so I only caught the last bit of what you said um, so we're, we're going for tight length of match yeah just for this one yeah just for just, just so we've got an extra point to play for Yeah, I'll also go in the 15 to 30 bracket. Okay. I don't know with this one, because is there going to be some sort of like... The last, like they've done it before, haven't they, with a, like a recording of someone saying I quit when it was Mankind versus The Rock. Mm-hmm. Can they play, can they do something like similar to that? I don't I don't know. Um, You're thinking a bit of uh, twin magic. Obviously, you so got involved in the last match to him through the Mhm. I know we said last time that he's, he's is he still recovering from knee surgery? So he's got a knee brace on or something like that. Yeah, he was uh, he was hopping 
hopping mad last time. Because it just it just makes me wonder, like if he's if he's at the point where he would be able to sort of do at least some sort of like interference in the match. Could the could the roll up the whole sort of like Jay, Jay goes out of the ring on one side, and you know it just so happens that Jimmy pops up and comes into the ring and gets trapped in like a STF or some sort of like submission hold, and then. Then he says, I quit, but then obviously he just comes back and then Jay comes back into the ring and then obviously the ref just has to throw it out as like a bit of a no contest. So in the uh, in the interest of playing for points, stepping out for some form of no contest. Wow. Okay. And... Andy, are you after, after Paul's deliberating? Are you happy to stay with your uh, pick for Roman? Yeah, yeah. Times wise, what are we? I'm just literally creeping over thirty minutes. Okay, so you're over thirty minutes as well. So the last advertised match so far is the third of the aforementioned Hell in a Cell, and. In what we would probably expect to be like the blow-off match in the rivalry that's carried us all the way through summer, uh, Drew McIntyre defends the WWE Championship against Randy Orton inside the red structure. Orton's past came back to haunt him at Clash of Champions, so they had every, basically every legend that he's wronged in the last eight months. Give him a good kick in at some point. Shawn Michaels switching music off the top of an ambulance. Christian dusting him up in the uh, catering area. Even Ric Flair driving the ambulance off at the end of the match. It was all tied together quite nicely. Um, but Hell in a Cell now does seem like the logical step to sort of stop all the interference. And one of the lines that's been delivered over the last couple of weeks was that at Clash of Champions, all of the damage that Drew did was for those people that Randy Orton had done wrong to, whereas this time all the damage he's going to do is purely for him. So it's they've made it again like super personal and stuff. But can can the Scotsman hold on? Do we think he's going to be champion? Oh, Paul's still there, Paul. Um, I am now. <laughs> will Will Drew McIntyre hold on to the gold after this weekend? What do we think, boys? Um. I reckon this would be a perfect time for him to debut a brand new black leather with red backing WWE Championship for the new WWE Champion Randy Keith Orton. Okay. You're not getting a bonus point if they do wheel that out, by the way. <laughs> but just, that just means that. The text just... is incredible annoyance from you. It just means that you've been on WWE shop today when I haven't, and you've already seen. So, <laughs> okay, you're you're in the book for Randy Orton, um, Andy. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I'm almost offended that you've asked me this. <laughs> if if you haven't already written down Randall Keith in that book, I am offended. It's it, it's there. It's definitely there. Wonderful, uh, Matt. Again, I'm guessing a similar tone of. Uh... Yo, hey. It's. Uh, I, I don't know. 
you know, the, 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 the heart always says, Randy, but the head is tired of that. But it's, it's, uh, but it's, it's, I don't know, it's been so many times I've been hurt so many times by Randy. Um, you may both, but you may both. <laughs> And then it seems like I'm like, oh, this time really, you know, surely you know, after after making McIntyre look so kind of strong, like over the past, however many, like like doing all these kind of things through the pay per views, you kind of think, oh, well, it seems a shame for him to lose it in in the Hell in a Cell as the kind of final payoff to kind of end the rivalry. But then, ah, no, Drew McIntyre. I'm going to go Drew McIntyre. Wow. That is a shock pick of the podcast, I think. <laughs> um, they they have drawn a lot of attention to um, the fact that Orton's very experienced inside the cell, uh, and Drew McIntyre has never been in one. So they they have. It was a really weird ending to Raw this week, whereby Orton delivered a bit of a sermon inside the cell. Drew came down with his bolt cutters and let himself in, and just as he shut the door behind him. Went off the air. He's like, "Gonna smash your face?" No, I'm just gonna close the door. Uh, it's a bit, a bit of an odd one. But I am going heart overhead this time, um, in the sense of I really want Drew to win, so I'm just putting Drew in the book. Um, whether I think he will, maybe that, maybe, maybe I'm doing myself out of points. I'm not sure. I think. Where does Orton if if Orton loses though, where does he go? What would be next for for Randy Orton? I mean, they keep on teasing the NXT thing, don't they? I suppose. And I think I think that was a bit heavily dependent on um, like when Adam Cole was champion and stuff as well. Obviously, like now that Finn's like injured, unless unless is that the answer to the question? Do this, do this, strip them, and uh, drop Orton straight in there. That would that would piss a lot of people off. That would, that would be the marks would go mad. Sending him down to NXT to take over the title. It'd be like it'd be like Charlotte Flair on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it. I'd sit there and bask in the heat. <laughs> just the, just on Twitter. Oh, refresh. <laughs> oh, Helen will be hooking the uh, house electrics up to you if they're just for powering the house for free. Um, so yeah, so as we said, there were only four matches announced at the time of recording, so those are the predictions we've got. So thank you very much for those, gentlemen. They are all in the book. Um, has anybody got any other business from the world of wrestling for the last uh, six weeks or so? Um, the other thing I saw was, and uh, it's quite uh, kind of obviously blazer heel, but uh, everyone's favourite former head teacher is uh, apparently back on NXT UK tonight after 36 weeks out, which uh, is quite good to see because he's quite possibly the unluckiest man in wrestling, Eddie Dennis. Um, what a fucking good wrestler, so. Are they, are they actually going to push this demon headmaster gimmick? Because it was very... Uh... I, for a second, when I first saw that promo starting, I was like, "Hang on a minute, am I at primary school? And is it about twenty to four? Like it was a bit, it was a bit, it was a bit, full, bit full on. It's like 
the only bit missing was like when he touched his glasses was we didn't get like the little spirally bits in the lenses but no I was waiting, I am looking I was waiting for it because it's like <laughs> the most WWE thing that they could possibly do it's like some demon headmaster shit <laughs> How, have, have you have you had a chance to see much of NXT UK since it started back? Uh, no, I, I haven't. I haven't. I, I must admit, I'm kind of confession. I haven't watched much wrestling for the past month. To be honest, I've been kind of. I've, I've, I found it I've, like I was pleased it was back, and I thought NXT and like obviously like the main roster have done pretty well without a crowd to just keep going. I don't know if it's because it's not been on for so long and you're kind of having to get used to the characters again, but I found it a bit tough sledding, to be honest. Um, it, just, it, it just felt a bit... F- like it, The studio looks nice and fancy and all the rest of it, but just felt a little flat. I, think they, they were already, I, I don't know. I found, I found it tough sledding anyway. And, and I think maybe I was expecting... WWE Indie Wrestling UK kind of thing and it kind of went WWE UK kind of WWE style Mm. and some of the booking's been a bit weird and it's a bit disjointed and I don't know they keep on burying really good wrestlers for the sake of some not so good wrestlers that they're trying to build which um, but they're safe yeah. now. They're safe now. He's <laughs> safely t- t- tucked up in t- tucked up in a bed in a hospital bed in, no, like, uh, in America. Can you imagine? Imagine, oh, Ridge, Ridge, oh, you know, God, we got some really good news, guys. Um, oh, you got really good news for Ridge. He's um, he's been all oh, Luke. He's been sent over. He's he's been called up to NXT, and everyone's like, fucking hell, thank fuck for that. The fact that Johnson <laughs> one more time, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it was just like. I, I, I don't know, I think, you know, do I want to see a typical UK indie wrestling show? N- no, but do I want to see, like, you know, over-the-top big lads wrestling? I don't want to watch that either, because I don't think, I don't think the skill set for the, the good wrestlers that they've got in the UK scene suits that. And it's kind of seemed to have got bogged down in, um, yeah, putting like, uh, and I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a Beast Walter fan either. You know, I always found, I just found the whole his whole gimmick overrated, um, and kind of when when they started NXT UK, I didn't, you know, I didn't expect it to be an exclusively UK um, brand like performers. When I expected it to be a little bit more, like not high flight, but I just expected it to be a bit more exciting. And I don't know, the the Walter thing's just not really done it for me. I, I don't I don't want to like do them down entirely, so I don't want to end it completely on a negative for them because the, the like the bits that I will say is that um, they've 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 at least tried to do something different in the last few weeks. Like they've like. You know, it's it's NXT UK. People from the wider world seem to have this thing about the European style. So they've done um, this this Heritage Cup. So they've done like a, a, like rounds rules. Like it used to be like if you know if, if your mum or your dad or your grand or whatever ever, ever used to watch it back in the day, it was always in rounds. Um, so they've done a tournament in that style, and I, I thought that was like a nice little nod, and it was. 
a bit more interesting, like you, like you say, because it, it has just been WWE with the with the UK wrestlers. It hasn't really felt that different. Well, that that has made it a little bit different in the last couple of weeks. So that that's been all right, um, and it hasn't just necessarily been because because Walter obviously is clear of that with him being the champion. Um, the other positive that I'll say is that any time you get to have more Ilya Dragunov on TV. Absolutely fine with that. Absolutely fine with that. So I'm, I'm pleased that he's getting. Uh, I'm, dread, I'm, dreading time, the, so. I'm dreading the moment that they call him up to NXT because it's going to happen soon. Because Christ, he's good. You know, and, and ah, just. You, and it, it's been difficult because they're trying to build the brand and it's only really been going, what, properly a year to 18 months? Mm hmm. And then obviously you take six months of that out of with the COVID stuff, so you can't carry on building people and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. so hopefully, you know, with, with the new setup, they can start to get things like properly running and stuff. And even like with Pete Dunn, obviously not being able to go over and wrestle in NXT, that can kind of raise its profile a little bit as well, because you kind of start to worry about it a little bit and kind of where it was trudging along to and that kind of thing. So. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd probably not got back on the greatest start when it first came back, but hopefully they'll carry on making them improvements. And uh, so just like, given like, people like Pete Dunne and people like Dragon, the, the, you know, the, the, the weight of that company, that arm of the company to carry it, because people will watch it at least if they're on. So. Definitely. Right, well, I think that is about us. So... Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, thank you very much for listening, watching on YouTube, whichever you've uh, you've got up to. Much appreciated. As always, feel free to send us your predictions. There still are prizes, places to join us for grabs if you want to get involved. Um, send us a little message on the Twitter, on the YouTubes, or on the Facebook, or from cookiecast.com. All right. Fantastic. Thanks very much for joining us, guys. Yeah. <clears throat> Cheers. Cheers. So there you go, what do you think to that? Another pay-per-view coming your way and you've got all the information you need now to make the right choice, the right prediction for the right matches. Why don't you send them in to us? Drop us a line. You can go to cookiecast.com to get the details. You can send us it uh, anywhere you want. Uh, social media, email, um, sticker, post-it note on your screen, any of that. If you're checking us out on YouTube um, and you're not subscribing, it's just a little click of a button. It's not very, uh, you know, difficult. It's not intrusive and uh, it does help us out a lot. So, yeah. Big thanks to everybody that joined me today, Stu, Matt and Paul. And until next time, I'm going to say bye. I'll see you then. Bye.